Hey there, do you find yourself wondering if what you're doing on a day-to-day basis is really what you need to do for your business? Do you worry that this task or that task is needed or maybe not needed? Today's video, I'm going to help shed some clarity on the exact tasks that you should be doing in your business and the tasks in your business that can absolutely wait. Welcome to the No Fluff Business Podcast with Sarah May Ives. So where did I start? 2011, I decided to start a raw food business. Little did I know, this was a highly unprofitable business. And over the years and along the way, I learned so many important lessons, and that is why I am so passionate about helping to empower women with the most important business principles that they need to understand so they can make good business decisions. Now, let's dive into the topic that we're going to chat about today, which which is how to know if something is distracting you or if it's something that is really needed for your business. Now, the reason why this is important is because when we're starting our businesses, we can think that we need to do all the things. The reality is you really only need to do a few simple ingredients to get focused and get started. And when we're in the online space, especially if you're starting an online business, it is so easy to get distracted and to suffer from that entrepreneurial shiny object syndrome where we think, oh, this is the next big thing. This is the next course I need. When in reality, you may just need to do the work. So I want to tell you a story. When I started my first business, it was a raw food business. So my father had passed away from cancer recently, and I had been eating the raw food lifestyle for many years because I had, of course, wanted to protect myself. And when my dad was still alive, I wanted to help him to potentially, you know, fend off the cancer. And I got really enmeshed in the raw food lifestyle. I still love many components of it. I don't eat exclusively raw anymore, but I really value the lifestyle and I learned so much from it. So I thought you know what? Um, when my son was born, my husband and I actually divorced. My, my husband told me that he wanted to leave, um, which in retrospect was a great decision. But of course, it was hard to go through, especially at that time. And I had been really attached to the notion of being that stay-at-home, hands-on mom. So when I was facing divorce with such a young son, I realized that my life was going to drastically change. My husband was no longer going to be there to support me. Of course, he did pay child support but it wasn't going to be the the same type of life that I was really imagining when I had gotten pregnant with my son. So all this to say, I went on a long journey searching for what could I do? What could I do to stop the reality that I was going to have to put my son in daycare? I was going to have to go back to work and life was just seemed like so undesirable. It was something that I just didn't want to do. If I'm being honest with you, I part of the reason why I was so excited to, you know, have gotten married and and gotten to the part of my life where I was having children is because I was feeling really bad at work. I I didn't like it. So getting married and having a child was something that I badly wanted for my life. But it was also something that was very conveniently timed because my work had not been going so well. I was working as a researcher at a hospital I should say in the research world at a hospital. I was actually working with researchers, with physicians that were doing research, and I was their um, you know, project manager in terms of making that research happen. So all this to say my career, quote unquote, was not going that well. So part of the relief, um, I was excited about having children, but I was also really excited to embark on this other part of my life. And conveniently, yeah, work, 
was taking less of a priority. Now, here's the thing. When, you know, when I had to, to change my life so drastically, when my son was so young with divorce, I suddenly realized that, okay, I would be forced back into that world that I was really getting happy to leave, or at least happy to take a break from. I hadn't thought that I would never go back. I thought for sure I'd probably go back to work. Um, but I didn't think that I would, ha I, I thought I could take a break. So all this to say, I started to search high and low for all kinds of ideas about what should happen. And I started surfing Marie Forleo's YouTube channel back in her early days around 2009 and 2010. And I started to realize that, you know what? I could start a business. So I started a raw food business because I had known the raw food lifestyle so well. So here's the thing. The whole reason why I'm telling you this story is because my first business, my raw food business, I did a lot of things that actually were not necessary ingredients for me to succeed as a business owner. Now, what happened is I tried at that business for years and years, and I was never able to bring that business to the type of profit level that I needed to actually quit my job. And in the short term, you know, for the few years that I was really hustling like mad, I was suffering because I was working so much, I wasn't getting paid enough, I was still working at my day job, and I wasn't able to spend as much time with my son as I really wanted to spend with him, which was ironic because I wanted to start the business so I could spend more time with him. All this to say, in my first business, I want to identify what I didn't need to do for success. And when I started my second business in 2017, so I'd come back at the game with a much different perspective. I was much more skeptical. I was also more practical. And I was better at identifying the things that I actually needed to do to move the needle in my business. So that's why I think that will be so helpful for you because I'm going to illustrate what you shouldn't do and what you should do. So here's the guiding philosophy. When you're first starting your business, you need to ask yourself the question, what do I need to do today to get paid? And I know it can sound like a kind of a funny question, but I actually learned this from an old colleague of mine. Her name was Lois. And I remember one day I shared an office with her and I said, Lois, I hate doing budgets. Why do I have to do this? I hate it. I still do. And she said to me, Sarah, you need to do it because you need to get paid. And if you want to get paid, you have to do the budget. So this was interestingly very good advice as it relates to business as well, because a lot of times in business, when we're getting started, we do things like create a logo. So some of the examples of things that I did in my first business that were pretty much a waste of time are things like creating a fancy logo. I remember I hired someone, worked with him for a couple of weeks. He sent me like a zillion different logo um, things. And at the end of the day, my logo actually didn't matter that much. Another example of things that people waste their time on is business cards, um, you know, printing out poster board. Um, a lot of times, even things like courses can be a waste of time. Now, this one, you need to, it, it needs a little bit of clarification because, of course, some courses are very useful. For example, the women that I work with that decide they want to start advertising businesses, they need to take my course to learn the skill. Now here's the thing, if you already have a skill or you need to learn a skill to start your business, then take one focused course, one course that is going to teach you the skill, plus it's going to teach you how to get clients. That's how I would recommend that you approach, should I take this course or should I not take this course? 
Now here's the slippery slope that I fell down with my first business. I initially took the course to learn the skill and that actually triggered a chain of courses that after course, after course, after course. So I initially took a raw food class. And if I'm being honest with you, taking a few of the raw food classes, literally just going in my community and learning how to run a class, that was something that would have been good enough for me to start my business. It would have been good enough to give me like a proof of concept, enough to just get started with the business. Now, when it comes to my business, I decided to pull out all the stops. I flew to San Francisco and went up to Fort Bragg to get certified as a raw food chef, which came at a huge price tag, about 20K. Then I came back and I decided I also needed to do a health coaching certification because I thought, well, how can I teach people raw food and this and that without actually having certification? The reality was I didn't need that certification, but I spent another $7,000 getting the certification. So now I'm in the hole about $30,000. And then I continued after that, after I had my credentials, then I started getting inundated with ads and I thought, oh, I need to take this course so I can learn how to do marketing. And then I need to take this course to learn how to put together a package. So what happened is I fell down the online like vortex, so to speak, of all types of courses that I really didn't need. A lot of times when we're continually searching for knowledge like that, it's because we're resisting doing the work. We're resisting just getting started and actually putting ourselves out there. And if you actually peel away the layers, you will see, hey, the reason why I'm actually not, I'm taking this course is because I'm distracting. I'm procrastinating. I'm learning more. And, and on the surface, you can justify it as a good expense. Like, okay, another thousand bucks, another 2000 bucks, no worries. I'll learn this from my business reality you're just killing time and really what you need to do is ask yourself the question what do I need to do to get paid what do I need today to get paid number one I need to learn a skill what is the um, you know one course one thing that can teach you how to do the skill and how to get clients now second to that I need to actually start advertising my services. I actually start to need talking to people. I need to learn how to get on the phone with people and actually have productive sales conversations. So these are example of tasks that actually move the needle in your business. I need to get out to a networking event and meet other business owners to tell them about my business. That is a really valuable exercise in terms of your business. The key thing you wanna think about is, am I, uh, procuring business. Really, that's what you need to do. As a business owner, you need to sell whatever you're selling. So when it comes to identifying, do I need to do this task or is it just a fancy distraction? I would ask yourself the question, do I know enough right now to get a client? And if the answer is yes, then you need to speak to clients. You need to run your ads to get people to talk to you on the phone with you, or you need to go to networking events to get people to talk to you. You would be shocked that you can actually get business without a logo, without a website, without a card. Now, is it nice to have those things? Sure, but do you need it? No. So when it comes with, to my first business, I had all the bells and whistles. I had everything made. I bought all sorts of equipment. I even had a custom sink made that I could take to the local church where I ran my raw food classes. I really pulled out all the stops. 
And one of the things that I read in a Martha Stewart advice book, Martha Stewart wrote a book on business. And one of the key things she said was, when you're first starting a business, try to put out the minimum amount of sort of money commitment that you can and test out the idea. So her example at the time was the catering business. When Martha Stewart got started with her businesses, her business, sorry, she started as a catering company and she catered all by herself. So she took her proof of concept and started catering for people to see if there was a need and to see if she liked it. And of course she did. And the rest was history. But what I'm trying to say is when you've got a skill, sure, invest in learning the skill. And then beyond that, just put the feelers out and see if people need your services and start to have productive conversations with people to get clients. So what I did differently with my second business, because now I'd had Martha's advice in my head was, what is the minimum number of things of effort that I could start right now? So in 2017, when I got back on the scene, I started to do more practical things. Like number one, I knew I liked writing and I knew I was creative when it came to writing. So I decided decided to start a copywriting business. Pretty practical, right? And then the next thing I wanted to do is I hired someone to run my Facebook ads for me. Now, what I learned is the copywriting is not the most desirable business offer, so it was hard to sell. But I learned that about the copywriting business with a very minimal amount of output. I'd invested in a copywriting course to learn how to do it, not that much money. Um, And then I'd also just started having conversations and uh, paying someone for ads. Now, what I learned though, is that ads on their own, this is another kind of story, but I learned that that was quite profitable. And actually copywriting is very useful when you're running ads for people. So I realized that it really connected. And then I decided to learn the skill of Facebook ads. Now that was something that involved an investment. I paid at that time, $10,000 to learn how to do the ads. It was totally worth it. I paid it back within six weeks when I got my first client. All this to say, I put out the minimum amount of input. Now I still put obviously an investment into it to learn the skill, but it was a skill that if you knew it, if you know it, I should say, it pays really well. So it was worth it. I didn't go over a zillion different courses. I didn't fall down the rabbit hole. And I also put out the feelers before I took the course. This is the crucial part. When I hired the person to run my ads for the copywriting business, I saw how valuable what she was doing was. And actually what I did is I thought to myself, I think I'm going to start the ads business, but before I invest this $10,000, I want to actually put out the feelers and see if anyone would care about this offer. So I didn't have a ton of friends on Facebook, but I did put out a few posts saying I'm running Facebook ads. Now, is anyone interested? And immediately like five people said to me, oh yeah, Facebook ads. I totally be into that. So I did some mini research before I started the business to see would people actually care? And they did, and then I went ahead and did it. So for whatever business you're thinking about getting started, I would highly recommend you do this too, because that way you can get to the meat of will this business work without out putting out a ton of um, risk really in making more educated decisions. Now, here's another funny story. Another idea that I had was, you know what? I'd been at, you know, working in the health industry and health coach for so long. When I worked at the hospital, I was in research, but I was also coaching people on how to reduce their risk of heart disease. So I initially thought, why don't I become a like a of a health coach on my own again. And so what I did is I took out some advertising as well to see like, would people want me to be their health coach? And I realized very quickly that health coaching is tough because you're limited by what you can charge per hour. So again, this is just another way to do some audience research when I was just getting started. 
So guys, I hope that this has helped you today to decide is what I'm doing a distraction or is what I'm doing truly needed? You really want to ask yourself the question, am I doing today what I need to get paid? Am I actually doing the work to get people to talk to me as a business owner? Because that is the most important thing. If it's things like taking yet another course, if it's something like perfecting your logo, if you've been building your website for six months, those things are a waste of time and you do not need those things to get clients and to get a little bit of momentum with your business. Alrighty guys, have an awesome day.